0: This is The Whole Care Network, helping you tell your story one podcast at a time. Content presented in the following podcast is for information purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the host and guests and may not represent the views and opinions of the Whole Care Network. Always consult with your physician for any medical advice, and always consult with your attorney for any legal advice. And thank you for listening to the Whole Care Network.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Caregiver Chronicles, my name is sarah and i'm here with my husband jeremy hello and today we are here to talk to you guys about a very important topic and something that we've experienced as as caregivers for a child on the spectrum and something that i've seen other caregivers even my mom kind of have to go through um with my grandmother and other caregivers experience and it's really important it's caregiver loneliness and caregiver isolation um Jeremy, do you have anything you want to say about it before um, we get
0: into it? Just It's something that, I mean, all caregivers can experience, obviously. But specifically for us with the, uh, our, our son, Joey, uh, requires a lot of support on, on the spectrum. Um, a lot of times uh, taking care of him leads to feelings of isolation because a lot of things he can't do it's just a fact of life and you know we need somebody to watch him for us to be able to do certain things so a lot of times it's well we're not going to be able to do it because we don't have somebody to watch him so you know
1: also uh, um taking him to friends houses can be difficult if if their house isn't you know joey proofed he Mm. he's tended to get into Friends' cat litter boxes and broken things at friends' houses and family members' houses. and So taking him places to other people's houses is kind of difficult. And I know that we are not the only autism parents that feel that way. And I know that people who are caring for somebody with mobility issues probably has the same struggle. Uh, people who are caring for someone with a stroke. People who are caring with, for someone with Alzheimer's. You know, there's a lot of overlaps in the caregiving world. And that's what we're here to do is bridge those gaps and point out where everybody's struggling and how we can help and what we can do as a community, as caregivers, as people, as friends of caregivers. Um, It's so important. So we have definitely experienced feelings of isolation, um, definitely feelings of missing out, not being able to do things, having a hard time getting our kid to go to certain places or to do things with him um and I've also again I've watched my mother struggle with that with my grandmother after a certain point she really couldn't take my grandmother anywhere anywhere it was really difficult and um I was also during the pandemic so that's definitely exacerbated it and that made it harder for us to take Joe to restaurants and things like that granted we still we still try our best to um actually that just reminded me that we need to take the uh I know, I'm sorry. This is why. This is why I like editing. Because then all of a sudden something else kind of pops up. We need to remember to bring the booster seat with us on Saturday. Yes. Um <laughs> We're doing a family trip on Saturday, and we gotta to remember to take the booster seat because we will be having either lunch or dinner at a restaurant. So I needed to remember that. Sorry guys. Um but and we'll let you guys all know how that goes too. Um, so yeah, but it's back to topic. It can be really difficult to take someone to a restaurant if they haven't been to one in a year, especially an elderly person with dementia. Um, or, or a person on the autism spectrum who, especially a kiddo, you know, a young kiddo who really is struggling. Um, there can be behaviors that maybe haven't been worked on that pop up where they're throwing food everywhere and, behaving inappropriately in that sense. And so, you know, you gotta work with them. I do my best to make sure with Joey that when we take him out, if there is an inappropriate behavior, I tell him, Joey, no, I redirect. I give him we give him a toy, a car, um, not really crayons, because he tries to eat them. But you know, we we try to redirect and uh getting him to sit down for that amount of time is a struggle. So we have to use a booster seat with him. Um but all that being said there are there are ways to combat loneliness and isolation as a caregiver and before we really get into those I want to say that somewhere between 40 and 70% of caregivers and this is just an Alzheimer's statistic. I couldn't find statistics on all the other conditions where somebody may be having to be a caregiver for, but this is just on Alzheimer's. So 40 to 70%, and this is such a big gap to really not know exact or or like closer, it'd be better if we could say 60 to 70, because 40 to 70 is a big gap for me, I think, percent of caregivers for people just with Alzheimer's, just Alzheimer's, deal with depression. One of the main causes for depression for caregivers in this group is isolation and loneliness, this is a big number, 40 to 70%, guys. This is like, we, th- there needs to be more research done on this. There needs to be more, um, there needs to be more research. There needs to be more data on this. There needs to be more statistics. There needs to be more help. There needs to be more resources. And I know autism parents experience the same thing. I know people with who care for people in wheelchairs who have mobility issues at any condition um anybody with a with a child with any kind of you know severe disability absolutely anybody caring for a parent with parkinson's or you know their husband who had a stroke who can't get out now and it's hard and they can't talk anymore you they all experience isolation and loneliness at one time or another and um one of the best ways to combat that i'm sorry my camera keeps going dark Sorry, I keep having to touch it. One of the best ways to combat that is to join a support group. Um, If you can't do a physical support group, a lot of support groups have become virtual. I never thought that I would be walking into a support group as an autism mom um, until I did. And I am incredibly grateful for that group because I've made connections with people who have really helped me. I was always kind of afraid of that um I was remember yeah. when we first started this journey I was like oh, I'll never need a support group I'm fine and I, I don't want to be around a bunch of crying moms who are just complaining and and, and then you
0: were the crying mom and, because, and then I was uh, and
1: I and I did become that mom and I re, and and it wasn't even that it wasn't even like in a negative way it was just like it got to the and I had nothing else I could do and then I joined a support group and I I'm so grateful for that experience, and I'm so glad, and I love the support group, and even just communicating with them on social media, I feel more connected, um, I wasn't able to go to the last in-person meeting because I was sick, or everyone in the house was sick, I think, yeah, except for me, um, Mm -hmm. except for you, Yeah, but yeah, we had, like, a big virus go through the house that we talked about a little bit on our last live, um, and I wasn't I wasn't able to attend and it was the first in-person meeting in a long time and I was kind of bummed about it because I really really wanted to be there but um, it wasn't possible but I definitely will be there for the next one so but again I can't I can't even stress enough how big a support group is the next thing respite care and that's been a struggle um, yeah that's been a struggle for us to get we still have to depend on my parents to be our main respite caregivers, because right now, uh, respite care in our area is, is limited. I can't even get help during the day. I couldn't get help when I was working. And it was just, it was just a lot. And, um, that can be a struggle. And again, this is something that we need to have more funding for. There needs to be more funding for respite care for people with all conditions, not just Alzheimer's, not just autism, not just, you know mobility issues not just stroke patients everybody everybody needs this help um every caregiver needs a break you you just can't do it all you're one person um no you really can't the next big tip that i have for caregivers and i know that this is super hard oh thank you dear autism mama thank you for agreeing um i see that and hi um The next big tip I have for combating isolation is to not lose sense of yourself. Remember who you are. If you worked and you can still get out and work, do it. I know a lot of caregivers have to give up their jobs. If you do morning walks and you can do that, do it. If you're a big fan of exercising, do it. If you're whatever it is that you do, if it's makeup, I stopped wearing makeup for the longest time because of depression, depression and burnout. I stopped making myself feel good about myself and it's really sad it was really sad and just like just like this week I started to wear makeup again in um or just yesterday actually I had to wear makeup for an interview and it was like oh my god all my makeup is kind of old like like I gotta do all this again and I was like I can do it one step at a time I don't have to I don't have to overwhelm myself with it. I can go back to letting it be something that I enjoy that makes me feel good about me and being me. And, um, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have a husband who is amazing and who does a great job with the kiddos. And... I try. Yes. And because of you, I can get breaks. And because of me, sometimes you can get breaks, too. Yes. I try. Well, you go to work.
0: I go to work. Yeah. So I don't I, go I to work anymore,
1: that. so it's hard. But... um I'm hoping that I will be working again soon out of the house, um, but just a little bit. I can't work full-time in my situation. And I know a lot of caregivers can't and they can't get away and it's hard. And I know that. Um, another really good way to combat isolation and loneliness is to call up your friends and say, can you come over here? I can't go to you because my person that I care for, it's it's really hard to get them out. You know, it's it's a struggle. It'd be so much better for us, if you could just come over here, um, and if you're that friend and you get the phone call, offer to bring them food. Can I bring you a lasagna, or uh, what if I pick up Chinese food on the way? And when you get to their house, if their house isn't really clean, understand that three quarters of their day is spent, or
0: more,
1: <laughs> or more is spent probably caring for the their person. That they're probably exhausted, burnt out, and sometimes vacuuming and dishes aren't aren't the super priority. Um,
0: Dear autism mom says self care is so important. We forget to do this because we get so busy. Breaks are so needed. And she's yes, absolutely, a hundred
1: percent. I agree with that a thousand percent. And I'm a huge advocate for self care. Um, I've become the more depressed I got, mm-hmm. the more I realized how important it was to be to. Just to do self-care every day. So now I take a few moments every day to do something for myself, whether it's journaling, yoga, tea. I love my tea and that self-care. And I don't consider um, your basic needs like eating, showering, brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, self-care. I think it needs to be a step up from that. That's, those are just basic needs. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to do those things every day. Going to the bathroom is not self-care. No, um, no it is not. It's it's primal. It's self-care is a little bit above that. Uh, putting on a face mask, um, doing a meditation, Go for a taking walk. a nap, going for a walk. All those things are self-care to me. Journaling. Journaling has been really good for me. Have you noticed a difference yeah. since I've been doing that? Yeah, I've been really enjoying that. Um, I have my nice little gratitude journal. and um, I think it was like $7 at Walmart. And I highly – and I'm not, like, promoting any specific place or journal, but I highly recommend getting, like, a gratitude journal um, as, as a self-care thing. And it might not work for you, and that's okay. It's not for everyone, but it's helped me a lot. It's reminded yeah. me that I have good things going on. No matter how crappy my day is, I have good things. So don't lose your sense of self. Having your friends over, and like I said before, you know, if you're the friend – that's going, that's coming over, make sure you're not judging. When you see a sink full of dishes or a floor that hasn't been swept or vacuumed or whatever, say, instead of being like, oh my God, your house is dirty. How can you stand it? You know, or how can you live like this? Or, you know, doesn't this make you feel worse? Cause I'm sure it does say, Hey, how can I help? You know, do you, do you mind if I help you with the dishes or I would love to sweep the floor for you, you know, or just, or honestly, sometimes just not judging them and sitting down and having a cup of tea with your friend who is going through a lot is important and just like, I can't get my phone to stay off. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> this is live. Welcome yeah. to live. I'm not used to this. It's Saturday night live. All right, I'm getting off topic.
0: It's Thursday noon live. Well, <laughs> is it noon? It's no, it's eleven, 11. a.m. Where we are. It's eleven
1: a.m. Where we are. But you know, if you're the friend of somebody who's a caregiver, just just show support, show love. Hey, you know, I'm here for you. I got this. I got your back. I care about you. Um, I can run. I can sweep for you real quick. Let me take the trash out for you. Just whatever. Or let me bring over a meal or let me bring over a bottle of wine or a cup of tea or whatever, whatever it is. Just be there. Be there for your friend. Um, And don't be afraid to ask when you're a caregiver. Don't be afraid to ask your friends to support you and to help you. Because most of them probably want to do that. Um, I know, I know like with us, we've had, we have to have friends over here for game night and stuff. With Joey, because with with him, he's just in everything all the time in other people's houses, so it's just easier. Um, but we have fun, and it's, you know, it, it's just something that we do. And it, it gives my older son a chance to hang out with his friends, too. And, you know, it's just stuff that we do. And also, if you're a caregiver and you're struggling with isolation and loneliness, reach out. Reach out to your friend. Reach out to a support group. Call your doctor call the person you care for's doctor and let them know um oh no did it just go away okay we're back okay yeah see it keeps going black and going out yeah i'm not sure why it's doing that um but yeah call the person you care for's doctor call your doctor reach out to somebody the caregiver helpline i'm going to give the number for it and i'm going to say it twice The caregiver helpline is 1-800-994-9422. And again, it's 1-800-994-9422. That is a great toolbox. If you're really struggling, you're really depressed, and you're really in crisis mode, or you feel like you may be getting into crisis mode, 211. Call 211. They... Actually, 211 might help you um be able to connect you with support groups and things like that in your area. There's also a website called supportgroup.org. Um there was 18% but dot com, but they kinda lost funding somehow, and I'm not really sure, but that was another group. Um and it would help you find support groups, but it was also for people with depression to do daily check-ins. 211 is great, it can connect you with lots of services. Um the suicide hotline I want to share that too because again depression 40 to 70% of caregivers just for Alzheimer's experience depression never mind every other condition that you could possibly be taking care of somebody for suicide hotline and even and even if you're not a caregiver and every so many people struggle so I want to share that um it's 1-800-273-8255 and I'm going to share it again. It's the suicide prevention line, 1-800-273-8255. If you're a veteran or if you're caring for a veteran, the VA should have services um, and should be able to help you get respite care services. There's a lot of help out there. There really is. You don't have to feel isolated. And I know it's hard to say, I need help. I know how, especially when you're always the person helping everybody. You know what that's... I. I know really what that's like to be that person who's always giving everything, but eventually your cup gets empty and you get empty and you have to reach out and you have to say, I need help. And it's okay to do that because guess what? Your loved ones, the person you care for, but everyone else wants you to be healthy too. Nobody wants to see anything happen to you. And I, and I know that. And I've, uh, this is so important to us and so personal to me because I know where isolation can lead. It leads to depression. It leads to breakdowns. I've been there. He's been there.
0: Yeah.
1: And we have a good support system. Like even with a pretty good support system, we've still been there. So just the fact that, just the fact that us with with a pretty decent support system compared to most, have struggled. Where does that leave others? Where can you go? Who can you call? You know? And really, if you're really struggling, reach out to us. Yeah. Message Caregiver Chronicles. Because we care about you. We care about caregivers. We care about people. Um. And, you know, it's just self-care is a priority. Caring for others. You can only do so much. And caregiver isolation is a huge problem. And isolation for the elderly And it's only gotten worse with the pandemic, and we know that. Um, So reach out. Reach out to your friends if you're struggling with feeling lonely or isolated. Join a support group. Like I said, I was really apprehensive about that at first. I really was like, I don't need a support group. Do it. Go to therapy. It's okay. Exercise when you can, if you can. Get respite care. Um... There's so many options. Don't lose yourself. Don't lose your sense of self. If it's work is the only place that you can go because, you know, you, that's the only time you have help, Tell, talk to your coworkers. Sit down in the break room and say, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm going through stuff and someone's going to listen because people care about you and we care. And yeah. And that's really all I have on that topic. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else on it?
0: No, yeah, just, you know get get support get help um we all need it says caregiving for anyone is overwhelming you can feel isolated you can feel alone but there there's a whole community of us that have been through it and we should all be there for each other
1: absolutely and that's why we have this podcast and this is why we do what we do because we want to connect people who who are caring for people in all facets because there's so many similarities there's so many bridges Everybody is different and every every family situation is different. Every dynamic is different. Every caregiver has different things that they're caring for people with, but there are similarities and there's there's across the board um what am I looking for? There's just there's just struggles that are just there across the board for caregivers in any facet. Mm-hmm. Um, with autism, no two people with autism are the same, and we we know this. No two caregivers have the same situation, and we know this too. There are struggles that we all face that we can face together and work together and help each other out with, and that's that's why we're here. So, um with that, yeah, we're about we're about the length of our regular episodes. Yeah, and we only got off topic like what twice. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, so, uh, reach out to us. Like we said, if you like the lives, if you don't like the lives, let us know. Uh, we may incorporate more once our computer is fixed. This is the best way for us to get it done right now. Uh, and reach out to us. We're on caregiver chronicles on Facebook, caregiver Cron uh, yeah, caregiver chron one on Twitter and, uh, caregiver chronicles two on Instagram. We're on Facebook live right now and Instagram live. We will have our, also our, um, our audio form up on podcatchers. Uh, you know, we're on so many of those right now. And what else?
1: I just wanted to mention another resource and, um, it's called circle of, it's an app for caregivers. They have, I highly recommend this app to everybody. They have a, um, a little resource center. Well, first of all, it makes scheduling and everything great. It's a great way to communicate with other people who care for the same person you care for. Maybe they're just background caregivers or whatever, but you can all communicate together and put in appointments. And if, you know, it's a good way to recognize where you need to break, communicate, co- coordinate what you need. Also, they have a resource center a resource services on there. And I know sometimes finding resources on the internet can be a little bit difficult. Um, That's why I suggest Caregiver Helpline 2 on one and also Circle Up because You can just click on their little tab and you can go and you can find resources there. And it's just a great... It's actually a really great app. We've been using it. Um, I like it a lot. I'm a big fan of Circle of. We're very hopeful that very soon um, we will have them on our podcast once our computer's fixed. Um, But yeah, and we're also in their resource area. So, but... Even, even without that, I think it's just a great tool for anybody who's actively caring for somebody and a great way to connect. So um, Circle of is, is great. Check that out, too. Um, but, yeah, you can listen to us pretty much everywhere. Yep. Uh, Amazon, Spotify.
0: Pandora, Google, Apple, uh, you Stitcher. Can,
1: you can say, Alexa, play Caregiver Ooh. Chronicles by Sarah Brown.
0: caregiver chronicles by sarah brown but here is other music by sarah brown yeah.
1: alexa stop mm. i didn't want music wait i know how to fix it say so play the podcast caregiver chronicles by sarah brown and that should work um uh, i've gotten into do it before
0: uh yes i think you've also specified where you're playing it from because our it's linked to both uh
1: uh, Amazon and Spotify. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you can listen to us there. You can listen to some Pandora. Did we say Pandora? We
0: said Pandora. Tune in radio. Tune in uh, iHeartRadio, Breaker, Radio Public. Uh, radio Public, uh, Castbox, I Stinter? believe.
1: Overcast.
0: Yeah, Overcast. There we go.
1: We are, we are in many 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 places. So, yeah, with that, uh, thank you so much for watching our live, listening to us on whatever platform you choose to listen to us. Feel free to reach out to us, any questions, concerns, if you have any topics or if you want to be a guest on Caregiver Chronicles, uh, once our computer's up, we're, we're definitely looking to book guests again very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, thank you all so much for watching, listening, joining and being a part of this community. Uh, a special shout out to Dear Autism Mama, who watched us for a good part of our show. Thank you so much. And we'll see you, hopefully we have the computer up and we don't go live, but maybe we will. We'll see you next week.
0: Bye.